It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies. Abraham Lincoln once said, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four hours sharpening the axe. Lincoln was a wise man. But back to the matter at hand. Directors and actors beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Well, as usual, we're doing our time for a quick rage out to thank James, currently our only member subscriber. And yes, you too can be a member of the Film Rage community by joining at buymeacoffee.com forward slash YYC. All members get special episodes and content only for members. Along with all members that sign up will get a special limited edition Film Rage merch item. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film. Lastly, make sure to check out our merch site because it is all on sale at TeePublic right now. Go to our website and click on merch, then click on TeePublic or Redbubble, which is also on sale, but not as much on sale. They're both unique, just like you, our listeners, are also unique. Can we dance? We can, but I think you should maintain that voice for the entirety of this episode. <laughs> I will try. <laughs> I've already lost. Yeah, it. you're gonna. Your voice is gonna give up about uh, two minutes if you keep on doing that. All right. On that note. And what? We are streaming, Jim. All right. So. Uh, we started, well, I started my streaming week by watching a very long movie. I don't know where you've watched this one, but... I was also very close to the beginning. Yes. So, we are going to... Snyderverse. Yes, we're going to start with Zack Snyder's Justice League. We'll see if it's, uh, better than the, the Joss Whedon thing that they credited Zack Snyder with, but really didn't have much to do with it by the time the finished product was put out. So, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Well, here it is. After four years, we get the film that the internet was clamoring for. Zack Snyder's Justice League. It is near impossible to avoid comparing it to the 2017 Justice League that ended up being taken over by the studio and Joss Whedon. uh, After Snyder had to leave the production for personal reasons, which most of us know why. Uh, The result of the original film was an uneven, poorly developed story injected with forced humor. And I still kind of liked it. Now we get Snyder's vision with no interference from studio executives and no extra writers brought in. And apparently no one editing the film as it clocks in at over four hours long. 
Overindulgent at times, way too much CGI for my liking, yet there is a brilliance within this. Within this film, there are about a dozen or so, so short films that could stand on their own if this was like a TV series. You'd have like a bunch of episodes. I could almost see this as yeah. being a limited TV series. Um, like with, a British miniseries. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, within this film, there are about, uh, I should say, and I almost said the same thing again. And our... <laughs> So with, with these little short films that we got, um, we had our introduction to Barry Allen, a.k.a. The Flash, as he's applying for a job as a dog walker. And this scene is about as charming as a scene as you'll see all year. Um, really good stuff. The other thing, nice thing about the Zack cut is we actually get a more fully realized vision of the other members of the Justice League as well. Aquaman is given the development that was missing from the original, and I legitimately could not care less about Cyborg in the 2017 version, but here in the Zack cut, we get a fully realized character development through a backstory that is given the amount of time needed for us to understand Victor Stone, the man who would become Cyborg. The original was all about Wonder Woman and Batman, but in the Zack cut, the Justice League is about the whole team as they are all equally important to the story. If anything, Batman and Wonder Woman take the back seat to these newly introduced characters, which was welcome as they were all interesting characters in their own right. The nice thing about this version is everything made way more sense than the 2017 version. As I mentioned before, I could before, as I mentioned before, I could have used a little less CGI, but that is a minor gripe. The scenes in this movie that drag on a little are more than made up for by the brilliant scenes that are peppered throughout the film. I would also be remiss without men mentioning the effective use of music in this film. You'll notice in many of the action sequences, you will actually get a song playing over the action instead of the loud explosions and yep. squealing tires and roaring engines. It made these scenes unique and memorable as it was not an all-out assault on my senses. I really enjoyed this approach and wish more filmmakers would do the same. These stunning visuals were made more impactful without the distracting noise that would generally accompany them. And then we got the ending with some end credit type scenes. Within a few minutes, Zach has seemed to breathe some life into this franchise continuing. Maybe. The appearance of the Maybe. Joker and the, the appearance of the Joker and Batman teaming up to battle a familiar foe in an alternate universe, and the introduction of another character at the very end seem to give hope to those of you that want this Zack vision of the DC universe continuing. And then playing over the end credits, we get a breathtaking remake of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah as sung by Alison Crow. This was such a fitting conclusion to this four-hour epic. Do yourself a favor, and if you feel like watching Justice League, do not even think about watching the original as it absolutely pales in comparison to the Zack cut of the film. Still, even though there is absolute brilliance in some of the sequences, there was still a little too much overindulgence for me to completely love this. I genuinely love parts of it. And I mean really loved parts of it. But the sum of its parts was a very high math. That is what I thought after watching it the first time on a tiny little 43-inch screen after a long day at work, which made for a very tired Bryce. <laughs> then yesterday morning... <laughs> you had four hours to kill, apparently. Then yesterday morning at about 6 a.m. as I was preparing notes for the podcast... I decided to put it on, put it on my 70 inch, 77 inch TV in the background as I worked. At about the one hour mark, I found myself dropping what I was doing so I could focus on the film. 
I found myself really enjoying what I was watching. And even the CGI was not as annoying to me as it was the night, uh, sorry, the few days before. This was a very good movie with fully fleshed out characters, with each one getting the focused backstory they deserve. I, as I mentioned before, the music over the action sequences takes this film to an absolute other level. It really raises the bar. The music for every scene was near perfect. Um, this has been a thing for Zach. Um, you know, throughout his movie, music's been really important to him. Um, you go back oh, to yeah, even, totally. suck, even Sucker Punch, you know, it, it yep. was all about the music. Um, yeah. After watching this again, I must take my, back my original rating of meh and replace it with the coveted Mondo. I really hope we get more of Zach's vision for the DC universe in the future. Wow, I talked a lot. Yeah, I was going to say your review is almost as long as the Snyder Cut. I know. I thought I had to like <laughs> try and keep up to It's probably not my longest review ever, but it's close. No, no. I can remember that one. That was <laughs> That's the one I couldn't stop laughing at. Okay. So, but that was <laughs> that was very well, very well articulated yes. once you got once you got it rolling. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Snyder Cut, Justice Leaguers are all about drone shots, Wonder Woman entrance, or Wonder Entrance, as I like to call it, Gal Gadot, motherfucking Wonder Woman, more explosions, Amazon in the place of, I'm sorry, I'm trying to, put this out in a way that won't be offensive to Bryce, but at the same time offending Bryce. But I really feel that Amazon is the place where Bryce belongs to live if he was a woman because they have no technology and they live basically back in the Middle Ages. Yeah, it's sweet. I can totally As I was there. watching it, I was going like, I could see Bryce living with all oh, these women. Yeah. Right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> totally. Um, more battle scenes? More, 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 more of everything, including more CGI. True Snyder form, a total music video footage all the time. Uh, more backstory, very Watchmen style influenced. You know, as I'm watching this, I'm going like, these characters are are nice and dark, just like Watchmen. And I loved Watchmen. So as getting to I. see as as the darkness that this film just envelops on the screen i loved it favorite part was the end when superman arrives and it's all like wonder woman and aquaman got to get their licks in even though he really didn't even need them to be there <laughs> i just was like okay so you guys have been just like warming this guy up until superman shows up <laughs> just making sure he doesn't it. go anywhere yeah, it's, it's kind of like, okay, so, you know, we just got to hold this guy at bay until finally Superman arrives, right? It's kind of like, kind of makes you think, okay. And then Superman just, just pummels him. It's, it's <laughs> he like, pins him down and just boom, 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 just, just throwing haymakers. It was kind of like the Hulk meets Loki is kind of what I was, was feeling awesome. as I was watching it. Yeah. So, I, I mean... For those of you who listen to our podcast, I am a huge DC fan over Marvel any day. I loved this four-hour movie epic. I got a lot more 
wetter in multiple places in my nether regions uh, than I did watching the first time around. I like the first one because I still love the characters. Yeah. But this was this was 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 exactly what I was hoping it was going to be. It was uh, Snyder at his finest. It's ten times better than the original, and this film was Snyder Mondo. It was. It definitely yeah. was. Whew. Thank God we got that out of the way. You know, as I'm looking around the Twitterverse, I'm noticing that pretty much every movie podcast is reviewing this movie this week. So we're not going to be the only ones in there. What? So we're not going to stand out? Yeah, as the only uh, ones. We're going we're gonna to stand out because we're awesome. Yeah, it's true. Plus... I have a feeling that none of the other ones are going to be reviewing the ones that we're going to be watching and talking about next. No. So the next movie we got to see was on Shutter. Dum dum. Thank you. And it is called Coco D. Coco Da. Yeah. And we were very, uh, I should say we were blessed that we could have seen this, but unfortunately we did not see this because it played at Calgary International Film Fest last year, but we didn't get to see it. We saw everything else but that, I guess. <laughs> I think it actually played there two years ago. Oh, was it two years ago? Yeah. Is it that long ago? Yeah. Holy crap. Okay, well, I didn't get to see Did you see it then? No, didn't get to see it then, and then it kind of, it did the festival circuit, and then it, it did get a small release, but it, it, it its first mainstream release was like really late last year where it got released in some theaters, mm, so it's still yeah. fairly new, even though it's... You know, it yeah. got its start on the festival it's circuit brand a couple new years to, ago. to video on yeah. demand. In this case, it's on Shutter. As a couple goes on a trip to find their way back to each other, a sideshow artist and his shady entourage emerge from the woods, terrorizing them, luring them deeper into maelstrom of psychological terror and humiliating slapstick. Writer, writer and director Johannes Nyholm and stars Leif Ed Edland, Peter Be Belly, and Halle Anderson. Um, the, anim the animation was amazing. Yes. The rawness of the film style adds so much to the feel and atmosphere of this film. Sprinkled with the childlike animation makes it that much creepier and unnerving. I cannot stop singing the song. It's still stuck in my head. And you know what I'm like? I tried to buy the soundtrack to this. I cannot find it anywhere. So anybody who's listening to this, if you have access to getting the soundtrack for Coco D, Coco Da. Please buy this for my Christmas present, birthday present, or just because you love me. It's I can't wait to, to get this on the soundtrack. The inter <clears throat> the interaction between the mom and dad in this is so well done. Their anger, frustration, and each other um, with each other, uh, although understandable is painful to watch as this couple has been through so much already. These actors were brilliant. Yiva Galant and Leif Ed Edland were absolutely fantastic. Was this a happy death day? Groundhog-esque film? Maybe. But personally, I felt it was more like uh, of a surviving grief one step at a time. And it just needs to be mentioned 
こここここここここここここここここここだここだ This gets a Swedish fucked up trippy motherfucking mondo and we got some things to unpack but I'll let you swing your Swedish dicks around Mmm All right uh, well, we got another time loop movie, which, you know, I always seem to like for some reason. Uh, the terror increases. If they're done well. If they're done well. <laughs> not many of them aren't, though. Like, I, I don't know. Most of them are pretty good. Yeah, uh, the terror, they are. I don't know what it is. Uh, the terror increases. The- oh, okay, well, there's that. The terror increases every time they find themselves back in the same situation. The shadow puppet animation added to the overall creepiness of the film. Um, There is a sense of dread that starts in the first few minutes and does not let up for the duration of the movie. There are no happy endings here. My one problem is the fact that we literally have no development of the lead characters Tobias and Aelin. They are defined by one thing and one thing only, and that is the loss of a, their child. That was not enough for me to really invest in the torment these characters were going through. Still, this was a unique romp with bizarre characters doing bizarre things, which definitely kept me interested. The shadow puppet sequences were excellent, but the lack of character development ultimately hurt the overall impression of the film for me. It made this film meh. I... Well- it, they you had, know what? It's there was, funny. They had, they had, it was a one-note thing, man. Yeah, you know, so I'm usually the one that gets so bent out of shape about character. And it didn't... That It's funny because it didn't... For me, I can understand why it maybe bothered you. For me, it didn't because I, I just kept finding their characters were slightly evolving every time they had a different wake-up to it. So it was like, yeah, you know, he was pretty much a weasel the whole way through. He he was he was kind of a weasel. Yeah, he was, but he his he's he changed, right? Like it's like every time the the guy came out, it was kind of like he he was a little bit a little less more well, he, he was he was a little more proactive every time, yeah. Yes, and less weenery. It's kind of like he uh, the way I looked at it, this is the way I took it and I interpreted it was this was of them coming back together. And, and it was them trying to find the relationship of losing, having this great loss. And I personally felt they did that really well. The director did it well because they slowly had him be so much of a dick to less dickness through the movie as it progressed until the very end, he wasn't a dick. But then, you know, the, I don't want to spoil the ending, but then the ending happens, right? So for me, I, I 100% see, like normally I would be very more upset about the character, but because I did like the way that his character progressed the most, I think, out of everybody, I kind of appreciated it a little bit more. Mm. But one, a couple of things that I want to unpack is, so what is the deal on the guy wanting to shoot, shoot his penis every time? <laughs> I have no answer for that. I don't know either, but it was kind of like, okay, I'm kind of infatuated with penises too, but that's kind of a little awkward. It's kind of like, oh, shoot shoot him in the dick here. Oh, we got to shoot him in the dick there. And then the one scene where he walks up and he goes, beep. <laughs> he, he, he booped his penis. <laughs> he, booped his, he booped his penis is a, what he did. Gave him a boop. <laughs> and do we even know what their kid died of? Uh, not really, but I guess we could assume that, I don't know. 
Because right. the, they went into the hospital for the mom, and then yeah. the kid dies. So it was like, well, well I think it was like, the same thing. I, I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe yeah. she had it too. Yeah. It was a bit of a surprise to me. I was kind of like, what? Okay, where? What? I, who's? You're dying? Yeah. What's happening? And we're not giving much away. It's by saying that the no, kid dies. Because he, he dies. He dies. They die like really soon yeah. in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So. Oh, well. It was. Uh, I, I love weird and quirky stuff. And this was all about weird and quirky for me. So as I, I was it. about halfway in, I was thinking this could be Mondo. But as I say, where, where you saw the. I don't know. Growth evolution. You evolution. Didn't, so. I, I didn't really see it as much. So. Yeah, well, so yeah, it's okay. Life. You still liked it, and we got to sing Coco Di Coco Da, so all so through life it, is good. which was often. Life is good. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to switch up the music because it's a cuff event here that we're doing next. Cuff event. Ooh. And I just haven't heard the cuff music in a while, so I like when, yeah, this is good. Sweet. Nice. I had to wait for that. That's good stuff. All right. So a special off-the-cuff event happened, and uh, it's actually getting an extended day. I don't know if you knew that. What? Uh, So, yeah, it was supposed to end tomorrow, which is the 25th. I think it's going right till the 26th now because they uh, (laughs) – They had a problem on the on the Monday there where I was trying to get it, and they said sorry. <laughs> you, so you, sorry. It ended on Sunday, and I was like, "What? No, it's not supposed to end till Thursday." And so things happened, and wheels were put in motion, and it went back up. Magic, and there's and, magic. And then they decided to add a day because they kind of messed up. So you've actually got until uh, Friday night, I believe, to. Uh, to get this. Yeah, so I don't know if it's geo-blocked. So for our it, it, American listeners, it is. which happen to be a lot ha- greater than our uh, Alberta listeners these days, just to thank our U.S. listeners because they're almost doubling our Canadian listeners now. So whoop, whoop. Yes, it is geo-blocked. However, there are lots of places in Yankee land that are showing it like this week as well. So Ah, okay. Yeah. So people. It's it's and part it's of called. it's part of Eventive, so they're streaming it for a bunch of different theaters throughout Yankee Land as well. So the if United you like what States we say, is, yep. look it up. All right. So, uh the name of this special off the cuff event, uh the name of the film is Honeydew from 2020. Um, a young couple seeks help from a nearby household after they are forced to leave their campsite and their car breaks down. From there, the film starts escalating through different levels of strange. The movie is completely hijacked by the performance of Barbara Kingsley as Karen. <laughs> as Karen, the old lady who lives in the house with what seems to be her son, or is he? Uh, Karen is completely mesmerizing every time she is on screen. Um, this whole film, there's an atmosphere and mood to this that is uneasy from early on and doesn't let up. It has the feel of a 70s cult horror film with its with its grittiness. Um, I hope that more is to come from director um, 
Devru Milburn, as this was a tremendous debut. Um, he's done a lot of shorts and stuff, but he's never done like a feature. And a this, feature, this yeah. was a fantastic debut. It's full of creepiness and dark humor. And I already mentioned it, but that standout performance from Barbara Kingsley, her alone makes this film mondo. But there is a lot going on here that just, I love this movie. It was mondo. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so right from shot one, in conjunction with the dialogue, I was hooked. Every shot so clean and tight. I was in love with this stylized film. The music and sound was so unique and edited into the atmosphere of this film so well it just fit perfect. The quirkiness mixed with the quick edits and music score sound sound effects were all perfection right down to the crickets and the cheek clicking which was one of the creepy sounds that he brought in on random basis and i was just like what the fuck is that sound and it's like that's the i'm like oh that's creepy i freaking love split screen when it's done well and this was done super well yeah barbara Kingsley. Oh my God. AKA Karen, AKA motherfucking rock star in this movie. Where the hell has she been hiding my entire life? She is so awesome. I want to crawl into her bosom of her essence and drink of her acting nectar for eternity, forever and ever. Motherfucking Barbara Kingsley is my new acting goddess. I cannot get enough. Barbara Kingsley and for this reason alone we will be talking about her later in this episode and I don't know if it's possible because it's the only thing I've ever seen her in but I can't wait to see her in everything that she's ever done ever and I just want to marry her and live with her the rest of my life oh my god this this build of suspense was so amazing it was so slowly built with such weird and wonderful awkwardness so long 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 to build the suspense very hansel and gretel feel through the whole movie or should i say gretel and hansel feel mm -hmm. watching karen draining every ounce and juice from these people's souls was priceless this film was slow and methodical and brought you to a place you knew you had to go but keeping watching it and watching it all happen was so fulfilling this gets a motherfucking barbara kingsley goddess of acting supercharged mondo from hell i loved every single thing about this movie this is definitely what i would say my movie of the week no matter what i watch it i uh, i'm just speechless it was, it was great i want I want to see her with Viola Davis. I think if anyone <laughs> could take Viola Davis down, it might be Barbara it Kingsley. Might be Barbara Kingsley. Oh, it was so good. I've never seen a performance I've been so mesmerized by. Oh, it was fantastic. Just fantastic. Yeah. She was a lot of fun. Oh, God. Yes. We got to see more Barbara Kingsley everywhere. And she had, you know what? Okay, just so we, we know here. She hasn't really been in anything. Yeah. Other than like um, maybe TV stuff. Like, okay, so if from looking at her, she's been in 25 things. So she she was she made a short in 2020. 
She's yeah. got a TV series where she played one episode. She was in a movie, I guess, in 2018 called Boarding School, which now I have to see. She did one episode. Like, she seems like a bit of a TV actress. Yeah. The Path. In, in one episode in The Path, she played one episode in Jessica Jones, which now I have to go back and find out. She played one in a short called Margot. She played one episode in A Law and Order. One episode in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Like she's been in, in these all these TV shows. She was in a movie in 2002, Middle Ground. But you go through, like, you know, she's not a young woman. No. But so she, it's like I, almost like she she started her career in 1994 with a TV movie. And then she kind of just, you know, played in a few things here and there. And then it looks like she kind of a little bit disappeared. And then she's back. Maybe she's making her second career. And I want to see her in everything. So... Uh, I'm just in awe of her. Had to had to do it. I have to tell more about. As people need to know who this woman is. That's all I got to say there. There you go. All right. So from there, from there, we go we back to got to see regular old streaming here. All right. What do we get? But to it's see? not really regular no, it's old not, streaming it's because not. we because I don't think this is even playing anywhere yet. So people, if if you like what you hear from what we have to say, then write it down. If not, then just pass by. Special offering from Red Eye Media of a special screening for Vortex Media Film. And it was called Doors uh, from 2021. Without warning, millions of mysterious alien doors suddenly appear around the globe in a rush to determine the reason for their arrival. Mankind must work together to understand the purpose of these cosmic anomalies. And it's directed by Jeff Dasem and Salmon Kesh. Uh, and there's a couple of writers actually... There's quite a few screen credits. Mm. I have a feeling I like this one a lot more than Bryce, but yeah. we'll find out. Uh, Doors, the music score and music was also awesome in this. I loved the music. Uh, I loved just fully immersing myself in the greatness as it travels all the way through this film with different levels of intensity, sometimes feeling like a hum, sometimes like a wave, but so fluid and yet unnerving at times. The music just added so much to this film for me. Uh, the film starts with a direct homage to The Breakfast Club via Doors style. And then this sci-fi adventure takes off in all kinds of different ways. All the time, you know, this film was made with a super low budget, but I didn't really feel that it felt that way. It's creepy sounds and ominous over ominous, ominousness overwhelms the senses at times and keeps you wanting to understand, uh, you know, that to know more about everything where these doors have to offer. Is it evil? Is it friendly? I love the fact that nothing is really fully explained as the film progresses in timeline with vignettes of characters all along the way with all the different types of people in different stages of the timeline. The acting at times was not really that great. In fact, at times it was pretty bad. But the story for me, I thought was really well done and kept my interest. Uh, in being ref in being refreshed every now and then something else would happen. I'd go like, oh, I didn't mind that. Was pleasantly surprised by the budget that this put forward. Proves that you don't need a ton of money to make a pretty good film. This was a weird and wonderful high math for me, but I, I couldn't give it a mondo because the acting was pretty weak. <sighs> Doors kind of sucked. Dis, uh, dis, isn't too bad you thought that disjointed sort of an anthology with a common story thread the first segment with the high school kids was bad and every segment after that was either slightly better or slightly worse than bad nice to see josh peck can 
continues his string of crap movies. He has not been in a good movie since 2008, although that movie was The Wackness with Ben Kingsley, and it was Mondo. In contrast, this film was not Mondo. This film was a disjointed mess with a terrible last segment, which makes it a rage. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I actually liked it. it I liked painful. I liked it. I um I like the fact the one segment in particular, I like the one with the guy who was the hermit that had uh um that the cop came by. I, I liked it. I found I found there were surprises in this. I didn't know what to expect from this movie. So for me, I actually fully and fully enjoyed it. I disagree. Oh, well I can I can see that. So you, what so you what like not one of the segments you actually enjoyed anything in them in them uh well let me just go let's see what i wrote down here um so and every segment after that was either slightly better or slightly worse than bad i guess i didn't enjoy any of the segments because slightly, well, slightly better than, better bad, than bad, bad was be is okay, still nah, slightly better than bad and the slightly better than bad segment there was only one of them and it was the Jeez, it's all kind of left me now. It was kind of when they were wearing their uh, spacesuits and no, they went in and they couldn't no. find their way out. That was Josh Peck's uh, uh, segment, and it sucked. Yeah, I like that one. Mm, I'm sure you did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I yeah, no, it was bad. Oh well, so that's a no for doors for Bryce, and uh, yeah, I liked it. Bryce is being obviously very rageful today, which is perfectly segmented for where we're going next. Is it? <laughs> Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. know why i wanted to be so angry about this it didn't really cause me too much rage but i was trying to do a bit of research on a bunch of people for our lists and i just there's it's funny because we talked earlier in this episode about how there's been some great time loop type movies and there has been but there's also been a ton of really bad time travel movies and um, and I, I'm kind of sensing from Bryce that maybe Doors might fall into that category, but um, it wasn't really a time loop movie. Well, somewhat. There wow. was segments that had time loop in it, uh, but wow. time more you're, time travel. Yeah, you're stretching that. That is well, nothing but, like the movies that we're talking about. But go ahead. Well, no, it's. It's not, but I don't want to give too much away for our Rage or Dare episode, which is a complete time travel <laughs> movie. <laughs> yes. So this is kind of a little bit like a double whammy because I don't really like time travel movies. Time travel like time movies, loop movies. Yes. Time, time yes. loop movies are good. Time travel movies yeah. tend to suck, except for time bandits. Are usually terrible. Yeah, exactly. For time bandits. Like, time bandits is the today. exception, but... Yes, of course. Absolutely. Maybe back to the future. Uh, ish. <laughs> it's funny how I, I, like I love Biff. Well, Biff is good. And so Make is Make like Chris a ben tree Silver. and get out of here. That's good stuff. 
<laughs> but even make what makes it worse, and we're going to be able to talk about this in a little bit from now, but what makes it worse is when you have a time travel movie that is a part two or a sequel for another movie. Mm. And they're trying to use time travel in a way to somehow justify the movie that we're watching. And these are the movies that I'm most rageful about this week is please, number one, stop making sequels. Just make new content. And the second one is stop making them time travel movies to fit the scope of the first movie because you shouldn't have made the second movie in the first place. Just fucking stop making them. Stop making time travel movies. And secondly, stop making time travel movies to justify a terrible movie for a movie that was made before it. And that's my rage. All right. Can't disagree with it. Time travel movies tend to suck. Except for a few, you know. <laughs> yes. I'm, uh, Back to the Future 3 was one of those. <laughs> Back to the Future 3. It sucked hard. Hard. Even 2 wasn't great. But the first one was good. Crispin Glover wasn't really in 2. Mmm. Uh, okay, we've touched on this before, but here we go again. I was looking forward to watching Slacks this week, as I saw it was going to be sc- streaming on Shudder. But once again, I was played for a fool, as it was not only because it was only on Shudder in the USA. Here in Canada, you totally got Wonder Woman blocked with yeah. that. Bam. Here in Canada, we cannot watch it. And what makes it worse is this is a Canadian production. So why can I not watch this Canadian production on Shutter Canada when in the US they can? How does this make any sense? It doesn't. That is my rage. Yeah, I had that rage too. It's like, what? It's a Canadian movie and I can't watch it in Canada? Plus, remember... let's. It, it was released in the theaters in Canada uh, back in, I don't even remember. It must have been November or something. And where oh, was it playing? Time. Just in Ontario. Couldn't see it in Alberta. Why are they trying to keep this movie from me? Us. You're not the only one that's nah, it's all about raging me. about. Okay, well, it's your rage. But My I'm rage. Anyways, I, I also am rageful about not seeing slacks. It's, this is twice now, man. Twice where I was I all stoked. I would even stoked. pay to rent it. I would even pay to Remember rent it. Remember back you know in, whenever it was November or whatever, we were so looking for, oh, it's coming out this weekend. It's going to be great. We're going, we're going, we're going. Then we get the listings and there's no slacks. And then there's this no time slacks. around, it's coming out. We're finally going to see it. It's on shutter. Yes, it's going to be great. We're going to be able to watch slacks. And then it's not on Canadian shutter. This is getting to me, man. I am not cool with this. I am going to reach out to the director and producer of the movie Slacks. And I'm going to get us a copy of it. This is ridiculous. I'm going to reach out to them. I'm going to contact the makers of Slacks. And I don't mean... Are they trying to just keep it from Alberta? Is that what they're doing? I I think they're specifically keeping it just from the two of us. It could be. But... Okay. If, Everybody if, else has a secret code. They can all watch it, but they haven't told if, us about it. If Elza Keffern, Keffert is listening right now, the director of Slacks, Film Rage wants to see your movie more and we will pay you some money to watch it. So 
I'm going to track her down this week. Yes. Stay tuned for more slacks. Stay tuned for more on this, on this rage-filled level of us not seeing the movie Slacks. And it's spelt not like how you think Slacks would be spelt. It's spelt S-L-A-X-X. Double X. Dangerous. So dangerous. All right. So that is my rage, and apparently you share it. Mm-hmm. Rage. Subsiding. Pulse. Slowing. Anger fading. Okay. Well, we've got a promo from our buddies at Wine, Dine, and Storytime Podcast. This is Let's Wine, Dine. This is Wine, Dine, and Storytime. I'm Nydia. I'm Dana. I'm Cindy, and we're your hosts. Have you ruined a family gathering by asking what wine pairs well with eating a husband? Are you the CEO of TMI? Have you ever been kicked under the table because you brought up your favorite dinner topic, atrocities throughout history? Then this podcast is perfect for you. Each week, Dana and I share stories based on topics that include true crime, historical shenanigans, unexplained mysteries, and all things fascinating, while our amateur chef Cindy prepares themed dinners and pairs wines based on those topics. Find us, the Wine, Dine, and Storytime podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, and give us a follow. And they are part of our pod fam and they are fabulous. So check that out, people. We love those guys. Those guys. Okay. So the Twitter world and Instagram world have been commenting all week on who they want to survive this battle that we've been so waiting for. And there's been tons of promo. And you know what? The, it's not a unanimous decision. Interestingly enough, when you put forward all these fantastic actors, I tallied up all the numbers of, of all of our all of our people following us. And definitely of all the people, maybe they hadn't remembered or hadn't done the work to see Fargo again like we did. But Unanimous, well, I don't say unanimously, but overwhelmingly more people voted Buscemi is the most mesmerizing. That is uh, surprising in the context of that movie, because I know, I'll right? give you a spoiler, I ain't picking Buscemi. Well, I am also not picking Buscemi. Oh, so. Buscemi's head's on the block then, <laughs> depending it's, on well, who we he's, did pick. He's, he's definitely gone if we, know, if we match up. Yep. And, it's on the uh, block. Mostly, we haven't chopped uh, it off the, yet, but it's on the block. Okay, so, you know, the other thing about this is we kind of had some pair-ups that happened within our within our five set. Kind of, yeah. Because we had Buscemi versus Stormor, Stormare. So it, it's kind of obvious that Peter took down Buscemi. Oh, Peter Stormare totally took down Buscemi. Buscemi, I'm sorry, you were the fifth, in my opinion, you were the fifth least mesmerizing yes. in this film. You were great. I mean, it's it's, great. it's rough. Being fifth on this list is not too shabby. Yeah, that's not too shabby. And then we had Francis versus John Carroll Lynch. Yeah. And how Francis, good, how, I think, took him down. How good was John? In, in limited, you know, in a limited role like that, though, how good was yeah. he? 
you gotta yeah, you gotta have a breakfast. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's so good. And he I was love fantastic. His, I love Margie, like every time he said Margie, I was like, Oh, oh so good! I want he Norm to her. be my husband. He's he's fantastic. Yeah, I, I love Norm. Norm. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean. And he got the three cent stamp. Like, how yeah. great is oh, that? Oh, the three cent. And to convince her to the boss. It was so good. Yeah. Like, he was fantastic. And then, but McDormand. And then you've, yeah. got, you've got William H. Macy versus himself. So. Yes. The big question. Okay, so here you go. Did you write it down somewhere? I wrote it down. Okay, so people, this is what is happening here. Just so you all understand so the ramifications of this vote. And just for people to have more clarity, our mesmerizing list is its not that we need it to be smaller, but we've gained people in there over time because we feel that them as an actor overall is truly mesmerizing. But to make them mesmerizing, they have to be better than everybody else on the screen. So we've decided that when you have two mesmerizing people in, in a film, if one is more mesmerizing than the other, and it's blatantly obvious, apparently the other actor is not as mesmerizing, and therefore they don't deserve to be on the mesmerizing list. Or in this case, the other four actors. <laughs> this is yes. <laughs> so if Bryce and I are unanimous in our decision, the other four are will off. be removed from the list. Not necessarily forever. They could but challenge again. They might have, well, I, my opinion is they're if gone. they've been taken down, they're gone because they weren't as mesmerizing all the time. That's the thing. They're mesmerizing you, all the time. Perfect. I'm, I'm on board with that because you're kind of waffling on make, that before. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on board they're with that. They're mesmerizing all the time. We Once you're off the mesmerizing feel. list, you're gone. You're never yeah, to return. The only way you, you can, can you get, can get on Undoubted on. if you start making lots of good movies. So please do. Yep. But yep. But yeah, okay, good. Once you're gone, okay. So when we do, you're ready to go. It's written down. It's We're written gonna down. reveal. All right. Ready? Yeah. Oh, you can't see mine. I can't see yours. Damn it! What does it say? I'll have to take your word for it. Yeah. Well, I. It's. Uh, how can I prove this to you? Because it is written. Yeah. And it is written William H Macy. Is it? All yes. Right. It's. I can't. Oh, damn technology! If there's a way to see this. Maybe I gotta take this. I I, be, I believe you. The fact that you're working so hard. To, <laughs> it's there. I'm sure and, it is. Okay, so you know what? I going into this, yeah. I thought for sure I was gonna go Frances McDormand because I freaking love her so much. But after watching, for me, watching Macy through this whole movie. He was, and he is—he has such a range in acting. Everybody's he's amazing just, in this, but yeah, he's, he's great. I, I just couldn't. I, I found even his scenes when he was with her. Although, yeah. oh, I'm, this is killing me. Oh, thank God we voted. We, we did. I can't. They're both see. safe. Okay, here's a question for you: the fact that we yes. both picked two these two different people, we never really discussed that. This, but does that mean the other three are off because we both? No, 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 okay. because no, because we had to. It had to. You be had to agree. The, the, all red, yeah, and then they, everybody. All of them. Then, okay. Yeah, then everybody so, else is so everybody's gone because, safe. Yeah, because I mean, if Murray was here, maybe he would have picked Star Stormare, right? Like, who I knows? honestly, going into this, 
my memory told me that Stormare was going to be who I picked. And yeah. about 20 minutes into it, I'm like, Stormare is fantastic, but I already know he's not who I'm going to be picking. I knew yeah. after the first scene that that uh, Buscemi wasn't. <laughs> it's just, no, sorry, it's Steve, true, yeah. but it, you, you just weren't. But yeah. I then it keep then 100%. it became then it became kind of a four way dance, and I was amazed at how good John Carroll Lynch was, and it was such a small role, but he just brought me joy every time he was on the screen. Well, he does that yeah. all the time. He does. Like he's, he does. I don't. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen him in like a evil character. I think he has played a couple of he evil characters. He must but. have, but I can't think of it to, off the hand, but off the top of the head. But uh, yeah, Oof, he's, but, but he's great. interesting. So every single person that yes. we had on our list, when I put it out, you know, probably about, I probably got about 45 people comment on the post and a few people like it wasn't, it wasn't, most people said Steve Buscemi, but. I think they look at his body of work and think how he's so quirky that, yeah. that he makes him mesmerizing. But you know it's, that to us all, that it can help. Be, yeah, head to head in this film though. Yeah, you if you watch this film, yeah. and I dare you know, let's challenge our audience to go out and uh, and rewatch this and get get back to us. Tell us what you think. Do you think? Do you think we were right? I it, I chose Macy. You chose. I got to. I got to admit it. It came down to those two with me, and I was. <laughs> it was. Could you imagine if we both? Oh my God! I mean, Francis I. McDermott. You can't imagine how close it was <laughs> that I. I was like, oh, Macy, maybe, and then I, I I'm like, no, you know I, what? I kind of hinted that I was. Me going McDormand too I yeah. kind of hinted that last week so yeah. you kind of knew that you could be blowing it up I, I thought that I was blowing it up and, and that was what was was almost making me pick Macy because I was like I don't want to blow this up but I was like no I gotta go with who I felt was the most mesmerizing yep. and for me it was still McDormand now this was this was a crazy film to do it in because those two characters I mean oh my uh. goodness Yes. There's a reason why she won an Oscar for that. Yes. Even though we don't really care about Oscars. Yes. Okay. So I am going to bring forward with only one viewing ever seeing her in any movie. <laughs> I am putting Barbara Kingsley forward on the mesmerizing list. Well, I literally, I literally said that she hijacked the whole movie <laughs> and that Karen is completely mesmerizing every time she is on the screen in my review so that's a no-brainer okay so it's a done deal barbara kingsley is mesmerizing and i'm going to spend a lot of time the next little while trying to find everything she's done yes she was fantastic and wonder, i'm gonna track her down and ask her why she's not in everything Yes. Why aren't you in everything? <laughs> I know. Why aren't you like... Um, what is wrong with Steve, directors and yeah. casting people these days? Why don't they realize the greatness that is Barbara Kingsley? Yes. They just came to us and looked at our lists episode. They'd be able to figure who to cast and who not to cast. It's kind of a no-brainer. Just go to the mesmerized right. list. That's right. I am going to throw forward, uh, and I don't know if it's fair to put them forward, because I've only seen them in one movie, yes. but in that movie they were repulsive, and that's uh, Tommy Wiseau from The Room. <laughs> I, 
as the repulsive list? Ah, uh, I, I, I don't. <laughs> you think I was he's such so, a bad actor? He deserves. I was, to yeah, stick. I was so amused by him that he didn't repulse me at all. In fact, I would say that if he made another movie, I'd watch it. So, <laughs> no. So that's a no. That's all a right. no. We'd have a lot more people on our repulsive list if Bryce wasn't so repulsive himself. So. Whatever. <laughs> Do you have anybody to bring forward? I got nothing. I was so focused on our five actors and our mesmerize off that I no <laughs> time for anything else. I was went through three t-shirts as I was sweating bullets trying to come up with one of them and <laughs> agonizing over it. And finally, I'm like, Francis McDormand. And that was that. Bingo. Taking a risk. Yes. All right. All right, indeed. So that is it for the lists, I gather. Yep. Well, last week on Rager Dare, both Bryce and I got to choose from Bryce's f most favorite thing to touch with his hands. Well, maybe second favorite thing. Yes, that's right, the dare bag. With great excitement, Bryce was shocked and amazed to find out there was a second Highlander film. Yes, it appears to be a number two in the Highlander franchise. This week, in Bryce general. will get to cut my bag in his hands and squeeze out a generous amount of rage-filled deliciousness. But before that, let's check in with Bryce to see how his first experience with the time-traveling series Highlander went. Was it in the right decision to start the series with number two? Bryce, please tell us more about your number two experience. <sighs> uh, <yeah>. So <laughs> I, I, was, I was just confused. Um <laughs> What, what am I watching? It starts in 1999 on Earth, and then it is 2024, but then it is 500 years ago on the planet Zeist. And then we are in medieval Scotland, I think. So I guess Christopher Lambert's character is an immortal, and he has created some sort of protective dome over the entirety of Earth to protect us from the depleted ozone layer, I think. So this dome seems to be produced by a single laser beam being shot into the sky. I have no idea how that produce, produces a protective dome shield thingy around the planet, but whatever. So from there, we find out that above the dome, the ozone has repaired itself. So now they need to destroy the dome. Um, Sean Connery shows up and he attempts to be funny like over and over again to like no success whatsoever the makeup to age lambert is just awful the special effects are worse the story is nonsense and based in zero scientific reality somehow i had avoided the highlander movies for my entire life and i truly wish that that were still the case as highlander 2 the quickening was an excruciating rage. Oh. <laughs> it was just painful. 
I was just, you know what? I was just sad watching this movie. I... <laughs> Did the funniest thing about this is that <clears throat> I would have picked this. Like I had it on my list of ones to add to my dare bag yeah. for you, yeah. <laughs> my rich bag. And then we find out that somebody else gave it to us. So apparently. It's a, jokes on you. It's it jokes on uh, on me because I now had to watch it. Yeah, we both so, did. right from the beginning, you know this is bad. Oh. When the lip syncing of the opera singer is terrible. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, can you not like? Wh- how can you not match up an opera singer to uh. the lip syncing? It was so bad, and then it just got more fake and more terrible with every single thing that was in this movie. It was awful makeup, awful. Drops, awful FX, awful Sean Connery. He's Spanish with a Scottish accent. Uh, but there was a shining light that flew in from outer space when Michael Ironside shows up to mesmerize the fuck out of everything. Let me just catch Bryce up though. Um, because uh, <laughs> McLeod or Christopher Lambert's character, yes. was the only survivor of the last movie, Highlander. Yeah, because they're the only one, right? They battle with all these immortals till there is only one. Okay. And he gained Neo-like powers to do something no one knows or understands what. But apparently it's an ozone builder. So uh. a second movie makes complete sense... And now you know why they made a Highlander too. No, I don't. It it makes perfect sense. He's like it's nonsense. He's like Neo, and and he can do special th- things. So they needed to make this movie. No. Thank God for time travel films that don't make sense to the original film, or aren't ever needed. Thank God for them. <laughs> No. <laughs> that I could share this rage with my pal Bryce is joy enough for me. This is literally the second time I've seen this movie. Uh, and if I ever have to watch it again, I might have to commit Highlander suicide and leave us with only one film rage host left. I might throw myself on my sword. I need to just destroy the series somehow. Get it so that no one has to ever watch it. It's so bad. Yeah. Why could, how could I could ha- get to see this movie very easily, but I couldn't see Crossroads? What's up with that? I know. I, I'm, I'm working on that, by the way. At some point, I'm getting um, a copy of Crossroads, and you, you're watching it. <laughs> that is happening. It's happening. Yes. It's happening. All right. So you got to pull from my succulent, juicy bag. Cup my bag with both hands there and reach in. All right, I'm reaching into your bag as we speak. I am pulling something out. I'm looking directly at you so you know that I'm not cheating and picking something weird out. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Is it a movie that you like? Is it Twilight 2? I don't think it's a movie I like. I'm trying to think if I even saw this as a kid. I'm thinking no, but uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it. It is a whiz. Oh, Jesus, Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Tell me about the whiz. 
Uh, well, I know when I last when I had reviewed it because I, for whatever reason I have it stored in my IMDb. I rated it a one. A one. So that tells you something. Oh. Out of ten. Yes. One being bad, ten being good. Ah. Oh. I believe it's a musical, correct? Yes. And, and they've got a pedophile that dances. And in little it. Michael Jackson's in it. Uh, he's not that little. He's still pedophile age at that time. Oh, is I he? Believe. Yeah. I thought he was. I think so. I thought he was a little. How old is he in that? I don't know. I don't. Mm. I don't want to remember it. It's. Mm. Yeah. I'm just so glad that you have to see it, not I. So the Wiz. Yeah, it's probably all right. Yep. Got got music. Probably got some dancing. Mm-hmm. Probably flashy colors and yep. stuff going on. And there is some good actors in it. Lena Horne's in it. Richard yep. Pryor's in it. Yeah. Teresa Merritt's in it. Yeah. Who's you know, she's Mrs. Evans, mm-hmm. my mom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from another family. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So you got lots to look forward to. I'm looking forward to it. The Wiz. I'm uh, I'm not dreading this. I think it might be all right. You should be. You should be. I don't think I've seen it. I'm almost positive. I know of it. I don't think I've seen oh, it. Oh, yeah, you know of it. Well, good luck with that. That's all I can say. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks, Extended Film Rage Crew, Leonard Collin for his artistic vision of photography, Neil Leonard Conlon Photography, and Bex Goose for her animation skills at potato lady podcast reviews.com find us on social media at facebook twitter and instagram at film rage yyc check out everything film rage at film rage yyc.com see what we look like on our youtube channel by searching film rage podcast on youtube we're always wanting to make this a raging blast for our listeners so please comment often everywhere you feel including film rage calgary at gmail.com pod chaser apple podcast dares to see terrible movies to fuel our rage but no matter what you do please make us rage please please that's all we're asking that's it for this week rage on rage on